0: Wild baby. Wild baby. Wild baby. Wild baby. Wild baby.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Wild Baby. We're your hosts, Maddie Wong and Jay Begay, Colorado-based portrait photographers, sharing our personal perspectives and journeys through societal expectations on beauty.
2: Wild Baby is here to provide people of color, gender identity, and sexual expression, a safe community that will allow everyone to grow, learn, and heal. Disclaimer, we are not licensed therapists,
1: sexologists, or
2: claiming that we know everything. We are just a community who wants to have interesting conversations that will hopefully allow us to heal. Welcome back
1: to another episode, Wild Babies. Happy Friday to you all. We hope this week has been nothing but amazingness and blessings for everyone. Right now we are here just kind of basking in the the warmth of summer. <laughs> I try to go out to kind of enjoy the heat even though I don't like it but you know it's good for my mental health Um, but yeah welcome welcome and today we have a very special guest a very exciting guest yes Jay do you want to introduce our guest
2: I'll do a brief introduction because this person can introduce themselves blissfully. (laughs) However, I'm so excited and so honored to have this person with us today. I've watched them grow, journey blossom into the person that they are and continue to be in the future. It's been quite an amazing journey just to see in the first place. So thank you so much for being here. Everybody, give it a warm welcome give a warm welcome to Ty Crance Welcome, Ty! Hey!
0: What's up? Thank you, thank you. So excited to be here in this space with you. I got a little right here also, if you hear in them in the background. They have opinions to say, too, you know?
2: <laughs> so cute.
0: Um, so, just a little brief introduction. My name is Ty Kranz. My pronouns are they, them. I identify as queer, non-binary, and um, I... I am a medium of many sorts of things. (laughs) I'm a parent, I'm a student, I'm a business owner, I'm uh, figuring it out, stumbling, I'm also a student, I'm a, a, did I say that already? I probably did, but you know. We'll say it again because it's a very proud moment of of mine. Um, I've been like working really hard as a student uh, studying psychology. I'm always proud to like flaunt my four GPA. Just got inducted into the National uh, Society of Leadership what? and Success, and I've been on the honor roll like three times. President's list, finally, which I'm super excited and love to flaunt because I'm proud. <laughs> of it should be huge. that is that
1: is a great achievement. <laughs> on top of that, being a parent and being in school, that is something that wow. I, I I mean I am a parent. I can't really do anything yes. else. <laughs> It's It's really hard. hard. Like editing videos (laughs) and then having, mommy, mommy, come play with me. It's so hard. So having that Mm -hmm. 4.0 GPA, being on the president's list, that is such a great achievement.
0: It truly is. It truly is. Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, right. Do you have anything else to
0: add or... Should we get to the question? No, I mean, that's pretty me in a, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I'm excited to share about my identity, my identity gen- uh, journey, what it's like to be queer, what it's like to be non-binary, what it's like to be a parent on all of that, as well as the many labels that I take on. So yeah, I'm ready for all the questions. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's get to it. Okay, so
1: what was the journey like in discovering your gender identity? Yeah.
0: Oof. i know. <laughs> um i feel like i'm forever discovering what my gender identity is you know it's an ongoing growth and transitional phase that i'm always finding myself in um i do know that since the age of six um not that it applies to my gender identity as much but i knew i was queer I just didn't have the terminology for it and then I recognized that like I wanted to be a little boy as a kid because I was like all the boys are getting the girls so hey I'm a little boy (laughs) you know and that kind of like sparked a little flame in me of um just wanting to like continuously be curious about myself and then um I am also first-generation Mexican-American in the States, and I grew up in a hyper-religious family, uh, very, like, masculine, nitty, like, toxic masculinity and all of the things. So, like, I was, in a sense, pushed to conform to these society standards, cultural standards of what, like, my presentation needs to look like. Um which is like, I had to have long hair and I had to like, like dresses and da da da, right? Um, which wasn't me, but I didn't know that then. Um, and so come maybe like 15, age 15, when I was like, I'm gay, I'm queer. I came out as a lesbian. Um, I like was like, all right, what does that look like? And started getting curious about like my gender identity and my presentation, you know? and. I was like okay so like I do like short hair and like my mom let me cut my hair at 15 finally because my hair was up to my knees um uh, yet again culture so I was like ah yeah. uh, which like I now as an adult respect so much and I'm like I wish I could keep my long hair but now I just am not used to it ever so I like mm. can't do it but um you know, so at fifteen, we made a deal. She said I could cut my hair, and that is, I think when like the official unofficial marker for my journey began of um discovering my identity and realizing that my hair ties so much to that also. it's like a huge part of my gender identity and ever since then like 15 i just started going from haircut to haircut there's this tiktok going around right now i don't know the exact audio of it but it's just this like it just goes like i changed my hair i changed my hair i changed my hair and they like put like different pictures of different eras people's hairs are going through it's really cute Uh, yeah that it's so cute and i feel like i'm gonna
2: get on that trend because i (laughs) i Changed my hair so much, fam. Like, you have no idea. (laughs) Especially when you were living in Colorado. Like, it was constant.
0: Constant. Like, I just love being curious about, like, the many shapes I can take and, like, the many forms that I feel. It's like... I didn't know it, but I didn't know it then, but I do know it's like my pronouns. Like, I feel like almost my pronouns are starting to become fluid just as my Mm -hmm. hair is also, you know, and I'm just like, Whoa, this is beautiful. And, um, yeah. So like started cutting my hair, changing the styles and the looks, all the things. And then I want to say, um, kind of went through like a phase where it was just like my hair only. And then my clothing. That's when it started to take place was like, like around like 20, I want to say like 22, 23. And um, Tirza happens to be my best friend. And Tirza is one of the biggest influences in my life around that journey. Um, one of the biggest guides and support systems, my biggest support system throughout that process. Um She, like, encouraged me to be curious, and, you know, she was so supportive, like, saying, um, you know, we'll go shopping together, and we'll figure it out, and, like, was just so freaking supportive, and uh, I was like, all right, like, let's do it, and and I remember... Mm-hmm. the first time she took me shopping we went to i think it was marshall's or something and we got this like button-up t-shirt or button-up shirt like, oh <laughs> baby's trying to put rocks in there oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um and you know she, we we purchased this button-up t-shirt uh, or sh- shirt i mean and i was like all right like this is the shirt that i want to wear to my first day of school and my first day of school is actually not my first day but the school of where I met Jay which was uh, the art institute of you Colorado know I went there too <laughs> Yeah, oh, you did. (laughs) What? And that's how I met Jay. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so wild! Yo, they did us wrong, but whatever. We won't go there. (laughs) Um, that is so wild. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, like that's where I met Jay, and like. Uh, I also met Brian, uh, Brian Hallowell, I believe is how you pronounce the name. And I was like, all right. Um, I was actually in a meeting with the president and like Brian came chasing after me and was like, yo, what's your name? What's your number? Like, love your style, love your vibe. And I was like so insecure then because I had no idea what... I was doing with my expression and my identity and like my wardrobe, Um, but we exchanged info and obviously there was something there, like some level of confidence and uh, that was being portrayed and projected off to people outside of me, right? Where they were seeing me and they were like, "This like, obviously he saw something and he was like, this is is a vibe, this is them, you know, their, their confidence radiates. So yeah, I think around that time it was just like, I talk a lot, but, you know, it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, talk all you need. <laughs> but I think I think around that time, um, I, I just, like, kept being curious. And that's when I, like, I've always been into fashion. So I allowed that to be, like, my mm. portal of, like, figuring out what my identity is through my fashion, through, like... Non-traditional, non traditional, uh, non mainstream ways, so to speak, like trying to make it my own. And yeah, uh, I came across like shortly after, I was like, I think I was like, I think I was like maybe 20. Five, 24, 25 years of age, and I started discovering what non binary is like genderqueer, gender fluid, gender non conforming, and um, that's when I started to explore that terminology. And like, I remember I went to this. Um, It was, like, this community gathering for, like, gender non-conforming curious people. And I was, like, (laughs) curious, obviously. And so I went and um, I was, like, all these pronouns. Like, there were these or they, them, and, like, she, her, and he, him, and, like, all, L, L, all these pronouns that everyone had on. And I was, like what are my pronouns like she her has never felt right i'm like yeah, it was like i'm fake you know when i use those pronouns and then um i discovered like z's or them and i went with those pronouns for like a week and then i was like yeah but this is getting exhausting explaining to people <laughs> that like this is what i want them to use so I was like, they, them seems easier, like to explain. Um, so I changed to they, them, my pronouns, and, and yeah, like then they, them ever since. And like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, have been going with they, them pronouns and identifying as non-binary ever since, since like the age of 20, 25, 26. <laughs> Twenty-four, twenty-five. 25, actually, I think, I don't know, somewhere around there.
2: <laughs> Very interesting. So Maddie and I were kind of thinking about, like, non-binary culture. And mm-hmm. we didn't really know, I didn't really even really think of that as, like, much of as an option to identify or, like, because, like, society, we have yeah, just cisgendered pronouns. And that's kind of how it was for a really long time. And we were reflecting back, like, when did we learn about non-binary genders? And I didn't really learn until, you know, you were telling me about your identity and how you wanted to show up and identify. And I didn't learn until you took photos of Ty. Yeah.
1: And I saw it and I was like, huh, that that's a thing. Let's and talk about
2: this. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I, like I wanna know about this. And I I actually did my own research and I was like, okay, this is this is good.
2: Yeah. And so with that we feel like you in a way were identifying like your identity being non binary still feels kind of new, which is mm-hmm. weird because we are getting to a point which is awesome it's amazing that we're talking about pronouns and creating like a safer space for people to identify but in a way like it was it is still very new and when you came out it was kind of new so we're curious like who or who was your support during this time of mm-hmm. you identifying to not only your family but the world
0: Oof. <laughs>
2: um well, I think I want to like backtrack that's really funny.
0: quick. So, I I love how like the the awareness within your guys like y'all's community of like this expansiveness around what identity can can like what it can be. Period, right? Um that's beautiful and also like I like to say that our worlds don't only revolve around ourselves. Right. And like, though it may be new to y'all. This is ancient. This is ancient, like identifying it's been, it's been forever. It's not new. It's not, um, it's just new to you. Right. And like, just as it was for me, right. It was new to me. I developed a new fund of awareness around who I am and, um, It was all thanks to the influence within the queer community that I had around getting educated. You know, it's like, I just wasn't educated. My culture wasn't educated around this. Like, my upbringing wasn't surrounded around this. But it doesn't mean that it's never existed. Uh It's just become, there's just getting more level of, like, awareness around it like our voices are being heard now more and more every day but it's not new you know what i'm saying
2: yeah i'm not part like i wasn't necessarily part of the queer community at this period so i think that's like the biggest separation that i see is like okay how the queer community will show up and represent but outside of the queer community because again even the queer community itself like now we're starting to see some more awareness right like from tiktok and social media is my version of like awareness is like okay now people are wanting to show up and be who they are and so i think that was where i was trying to get at so yeah no i mean i think like
0: the level of confidence like is very influential just social media right i feel like social media is like one of the biggest influences for our community and like society as a whole to like be curious and like supportive and like encouraging right and i think that's like huge props to social media in that way because it definitely encourages youngs to like be authentic right and be themselves and others to grow educated and informed um but i yeah like i just love to clarify that because i feel like that's something that a lot of people kind of get confused or not confused but rather like state a lot of like this is new and it's like no it's not right like bodies like ours have lived ancient times you know and identifying as ancient beings um and so it's always nice to like be a reminder of such and I can't sit here and tell you, like, how far back, like, who was the first, you know, non-binary identifying individual or trans identifying individual. Um, and maybe there was never those th- that terminology then either for it, right? But, the, like, the being itself was there and has always existed. We just now have a name for it that is more uh mm-hmm. i guess universal in a way right mm-hmm. um but yeah so that aside um and when it comes to my story and my journey i my support system was very limited um I had Tiersa, I had Chloe, I had that little group of friends that I had in Colorado. Um, And when I came out to them, they were the most supportive people in my whole entire life. And they continue to be such till this day. And they were like, all right, we're just going to have to get used to it. You know, like we're going to have to, like, there's no other choice because we love you. You're our family. We're going to have to figure out how to start using they, them pronouns Mm -hmm. one way or another, you know. And like, of course, you know, the first week, second week, third week of this, you know, they're stumbling just as much as I am because I'm like, this feels right. But I'm also not used to this because like... I'm a 90s baby, <laughs> like I, grew up, I grew up different, you know? So I, I also got to rewire and reprogram and unlearn to relearn, right? And so we kind of all tripped and stumbled together and um, they never questioned my identity though. If anything, they were curious about it and figuring out ways to help me find uh, comfort in my skin and um, how I identify uh, to this day though, um, when it comes to my family. I, my biological, like, my blood family, bloodline. Um, I have some tías and some tíos, like, catching on, some primas and primos, uh, aunts, uncles, cousins, you know, catching on, uh, and starting to, like, go by the name that I like to go by, which is Thai, um, and using the proper pronouns, and I'm a parent, and... Um, I don't go by mom, dad, I go by Zaza. And so like, they're catching on, right? It's a little slower. (laughs) Um, But they are. Um, But I, I I definitely wouldn't be in the space that I'm in without my chosen family within the queer community. And they know who they are. Um, And also just like, not giving up on myself, I felt discouraged so many times. Like, oh, I just conform already. Just conform. Like, it's easier. You know, like, you're not going to get misgendered. And (laughs) you're not going to be, like, asked by the gas station register register or what is or the cashier you're not going to be asked by the cashier you know what are you and then shortly after be like can I have your phone number like <laughs> you know it's what <laughs> so maybe it'll just be easier to put a dress on and pick up my chest make it tight and visible and present and um identify as female and and maybe it'll just be easier, you know? Um, But it didn't feel true, didn't feel aligned and felt extremely inauthentic. And so, yeah, there we are. This is a little bit heavy, but
1: we both think that this is an important question to ask um, because we also feel like this type of topic can really help other people who are struggling with their own identity. Um, So the question is, do you mind talking about your healing journey and the process to accept yourself?
0: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm not always like 100% open about that. Uh, I'm very protective of my journey because it's mine. And um, there's malicious people that exist in the world who would love to see people like me fail right um but i am definitely in a space now where sharing that is more empowering to because it's encouraging others to do so and heal um so i do it for for now for like the awareness spread right and so I am a recovered addict nine years sober uh, I'm going to my ninth year <laughs> I'm going to my ninth year of sobriety now um, on June twentieth actually and super excited Surprise. about it awesome. uh, and eh, thank you thank you yes it's it's been a heavy journey though you know like it's not a hard journey it's not um, something that was lightly I'm also epileptic and uh, have gone through brain surgery and rehab. I was wheelchair bound for a good chunk of my life, had to learn how to walk. Um, So throughout all of my health journey, I also came out as queer um, and I was like, disowned by my family. And so like healing was, it became like a very layered thing to approach, right? Because I was like, how do I even begin to look at any of this, you know, like I gotta look at the the core, the, the the top layers first, and then like start peeling into the core to truly understand like what healing my identity looks like, right? And um, I I've it's been hard, um, it's not been easy, and I think like the biggest support system for me that got me through that time was community above all. Um, uh, yeah to us LGBTqI plus community has saved me entirely I have chosen family i have um Alliances and groups and friends and communities that just like bring out this safe space for me to heal. Um, and above all, uh, my my best friend Sierra, like she's gonna be mentioned a lot because she's a huge part of my journey. Um, who like was a huge inspiration for me to start therapy um, and truly like dig deep into like the aches and pains of. Um, healing. And I do feel like gender identity ties into your healing. Um, It ties into your journey, your, your path. Like, it's a huge influence as to who you are and why you are who you are and how you are. Like, no doubt. I mean... You say here and you, t- I mean, and this is at least for myself, right? Like, I don't speak for any other identifying individual that, I, that identifies similar to me. Um, I speak for me and myself only with my pub, sorry. <laughs> I speak for myself when I say, like, I, I didn't like dressing up and I was forced to. Therefore, like, when I began the journey, I was like, I'm just wearing Button ups, and that's it. And like, I realized I'm like, this is like something my feminine healing, my, my feminine side needs to heal from because I have trauma in being forced into presenting in a way that doesn't feel aligned with me. And that connects to my feminine, which connects to my mother, which connects to every female role model in my life, right? Like, and so now at 29, Um, after doing some intense feminine healing, I can now comfortably wear a dress and still identify non-binary, they, them, and like still confuse the hell out of people when they look at me, you know? Like I always envisioned myself as being a femme presenting gay boy. And okay. that comes into, like, the questioning of, of I, do I want chest surgery, top surgery? Mm. That's something that I've always been reflective on, And, like, I'm a parent. So there was a journey also where I was like... <sighs> I love my chest because, or a part of the journey as a parent, because it's provided for my child. And, like, after, what does that look like? Because I don't really align with my chest the way that I see others do who are chest-holding bodies, right? And um, so, yeah, like, that's just an example of how healing throughout my gender identity has been and I, I, is that clear does yeah, that all yeah, like tie makes in so much and sense. Make sense?
2: yeah I think anyone's story is also going to be expansive and endless and mm. it's you know you've already gone through a lot within your life I know that just from knowing you personally even within your career in your entrepreneurship there's a lot of that so I, yeah. We all know that it's going to be um, a process to tell, but I think what you told is, regardless, very helpful to everyone. Um, Absolutely. And I, I think
0: I want to add on, too, you know, like I encourage curiosity 1000%. Always be curious. If you are having a judgment towards something, Ask yourself why, where is it coming from? Be curious about that judgment because who knows, maybe it's aligned for you and maybe it's not. But like, if you shut something down so quick, what's the opportunity for learning and for growth and for learning about another community that, you know, you may not align with at all, but you've gained more community through, you know? And so... I I think um, a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of religious people are fear based, are living through fear based knowledge, um, not evolved knowledge, not knowledge that is aligned with the present day. especially when people are quoting things like the Bible and, and stuff like that. It's like we evolve and we apply things differently. I'm not shutting down the Bible. There's a lot of things that you can take from the Bible and apply it through an educational yeah. you know, phase and, and apply it according to your life. But not once does it say yeah. hate and not once does it say not love, right? And so like... I think you know if there are any Christian listeners, religious listeners that are on on your podcast that ever hear your podcast or come across this i I, I just ask for them to be curious and be open open mind, open heart, and open stomach, as my partner says <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is like a good motto to live by, you know, because you never know like you might find your best friend and in, in someone that is the complete opposite of yeah. who you are. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I think that's
2: like just another add-on that I wanted to put, put in there. (laughs) So, you mentioned dresses and this kind of segues back into your modeling career. Mm. So, I'm curious, how is it like being non-binary within the modeling community? Um, you know, I feel like I went
0: through my five minutes of fame and it's over. Really? (laughs) And I say that because before I was non binary with not so many tattoos, I was like it. You know, a lot of people wanted to interview me, photograph me, they were curious about my identity, and then I got tattoos. So now, like, I feel like I've entered this whole level, whole another level of identity that, like, Crosses and segues through art and expression. And I feel like there's a lot of growth that has to happen still within that. Um, You know, identifying as a model, non binary, and also having tattoos, having literal expression and protection on my skin um, that tells a story of who I am, and you could actually get to know me through it, um, is still being, in some degree, like uh, judged or like rejected um so i went through a phase where i was like everyone wanted to you know photograph me and all the things and now i'm actually going through like this phase of like i have auditions and i have castings and stuff but um there's just that other non-binary individual body who doesn't have tattoos as much as I do and um, if they do they're easy to cover Mm up and so like I feel like my competition but not competition because I want everyone to win and I don't care I'm like good for you glad that you got the spot and also like there needs to be work done within the Entertainment community of like individuality and expression is also should be should be uh, supported, encouraged, and influenced. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think you see a lot of bodies like mine um, on on the mm-hmm. screen or on on paper and magazine, you, you know, stuff like that. And um, so it's interesting <laughs> identifying as such, um, and also there's like a whole layer of. Being a model and getting a photo shoot, booking something, right? And they're specifically adding, advertising for a non-binary model. And they ask for your pronouns, but then you're misgendered the whole time while you're on set. There's that whole other layer, too. So it's like, that's when we uh, we talk about, um, oh, I just lost my language. Uh, when we talk about, you know, fake. Oh, inclusivity uh what is it called uh tokenism fake inclusivity like all that stuff comes into play at that point where they're just like trying to uh market to my community but in reality they're no sense like inclusive or educated for that matter around pronouns and stuff um which aches and pulls some strings sometimes because you're just like, I just I just want to be in a space where I'm seen as, as me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a constant coming out of the closet, constant educating people, constant standing up for yourself, constant advocating for yourself, which can grow a bit exhausting and um, kind of like peels down these like tender layers of who you are sometimes and like, uh, you know, that's why I love being alone because I can pour so much more into me in that, spe- in that sense, you know, and just be happy that way <laughs> rather than being in a space where I'm not seen or even respected, you know, and like, let's say I'm in a space where I am seen and respected, but they're just not practiced yet in like vocabulary and language of they, them and pronouns and stuff that are different to she and he, I, at least I see efforts and that matters to me. Right. Like I, I know Jay, like there's been a few like conversations we've had to have you and I are yeah. all my pronouns. Right. And like, um, the fact that like, even though you may have slipped a few times, like you corrected yourself and you're like, they, them got it, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and you're like on it, on track again. And like, that's, I'm, I'm appreciative of that kind of energy love that kind of energy love to see like the rewiring and re and unlearning actually happen like in front
2: of me which is beautiful that's so it just reminds me in a roundabout way of just kind of how connected that all of us are in different ways you can kind of see discomfort even within the plus size community you can see the discomfort Mm -hmm. within the trans community um queer community all because of how we choose to identify in the modeling industry so that's interesting yeah absolutely and
0: at the end of the day we're all connected Mm -hmm. we're all feeling similarly in some level degree but just completely different like stories and and core you know so As a parent,
1: (laughs) I was wondering, um, this is when Jay and I were talking earlier. I was wondering, what is your experience being a non-binary parent?
0: I love it so much. (laughs) Being a non-binary parent has probably been one of the most honorable roles I've ever taken on in my life. And also one of the most tiring and stressful. <laughs> I identify with a parent, with a parent. If you're a parent out there of any sorts, I identify with you. Now, my label may not be mom or dad. Mm-hmm. My label Zaza. I still identify with mm-hmm. you. I still identify with the struggle of raising yeah. a kid. It doesn't make me a different breed. <laughs> it doesn't make me, you know, like I'm this like hybrid parent, half robot, half <laughs> Human, No, like I'm 100% human. I don't have a guidebook. I don't have a rule book. I'm stumbling and choking on words of like, you know, what is gentle parenting look like? And, you know, I'm doing it all just as everyone else is like, but fam, just call me Zaza. (laughs) Don't call me mom. Don't call me dad. Don't call me she don't call me he. I don't identify as that. And like, you know mutual respect if you do I will call you that and funny how that works right (laughs) like we got to respect each other like that um because you know this is a role that I hold much honor to and anyone who challenges it or gets in my way will be like met with compassion and love and also corrected yeah because I mean
1: I remember when I gave birth to my daughter all the nurses all the doctors all right mommy here comes your baby mm. did you have to um let them know that hey you know i don't identify as mom or dad oh i let
0: them know all right. <laughs> <laughs> i sat down and straight up wrote a full birth plan mm-hmm. I sat down with the doctors and the nurses in the room when I got admitted and I said listen the worst thing you can do for me that will up like stress me out beyond measures is calling me Mm -hmm. mom saying congratulations mom or referring to me as mom throughout my Mm -hmm. stay and I made it very clear I said on my board, because you know how yeah. they have, like, boards within the room? I was, like, on my board, you need to put parent. I'm, like, I'm not going to ask a request for you to call me Zaza. You can call me parent. Congratulations, parents. Mm. You know, is this your first child, parents? You know, refer to us as that. Or call me Thai." I was, like, there's no need to go to that level, like, to go into that space. And, like... There was one or two that you know weren't as informed um, around that, and like in the hospital that I gave birth in, they have this like all around. They have you know what are your pronouns like non-binary, trans, welcomed and friendly, and like all these things. And so I was, I'm, I'm aware that they had like educational programs within their staffing and and their their hospitals. So I was like y'all better reply. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys better reply mm-hmm. now because it's this is a, this is one of those situations and uh yeah like they uh, above all i wasn't misgendered as much as i was expecting unfortunately to be misgendered yeah. so that's a very good outcome yeah, that's amazing what, ho- what um, hospital did you go to um, I gave birth at Adventist uh, White Memorial Hospital in Boyle Heights. I th- Rise in
2: East LA. <laughs> Boyle, Boyle Heights. Heights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I know. I mean, everyone knows now that you identify to your child as Zaza. Where did that yes. come from? I'm just kind of curious.
0: I love it by the way. It's so cute.
2: Uh, it is cute. Uh-huh.
0: Thanks. Well, I mean, like, I think it came from multiple places. So, um, Ishimwe and Tesha and I all sat down and I was like, what's something gender neutral that like we can use for me? And like there was many things. There's like I don't even, I can't even list them because we went on to like Google and we were just like, what are gender neutral parent mm. terms? And like, it was like, yeah. parent, um, <laughs> it was like, cool. <laughs> so basic. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, parent and like, papa. Yeah, yeah. no, okay. That's not going to work. Cause like parent, pup, yeah. you know, uh, and then there was like, rah, rah, which I was like, cool, but my baby's name is Rai. <laughs> so, Rai, like, no, like, and Ari. So, I was like, no, that's not going to work. Um, and then I was like, I mean, Z. Like, we were also thinking, like, X, like, something with X. But at the end of the day, I was like, Z. Like, Z's very gender neutral. And Zaza, like, yeah, there's an A, but it's like, what is, yeah. you know? So, it's like, I, let's do it. Let's let's go by Zaza. And, and um, turns out, I forget in which dialect... Exactly, so you can't quote me on it, but on one of in, in a dialect, Zaza actually means abundance, hmm. and so I was like, All right, like that, that's cool. <laughs> like, I like the term, I like it, and um, my journey towards it has been a beautiful one. So, Zaza, it's been abundant and it'll continue to be abundant, Zaza, and yeah, so we go by Zaza, and my partner goes by Ina, which is um mother in tagalog oh, i love
2: it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been great yeah i for some <laughs> reason when i saw zaza i was like i don't know why but that just fits like i'm just comforted by it i'm like yeah okay zaza yeah, yeah right it's like it's
0: soothing it's like zaza because i was like i mean <laughs> this is just for you. Is it okay if I click Yeah, yeah, me? totally. Oh, okay. It's for shits and giggles, but I was like, I mean, Ryan can call me Zaddy. Know. And then I was like, I do <laughs> Maybe that's why it's I was was like, it makes sense. It does <laughs> I was like, yeah, and I think Tessa has sexualized the shit out of that for me. So like, I can't be going that way. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no. I can't call me Zaddy. <laughs> You can't call me Zaddy, Ryan, sorry, that's so weird.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's funny.
0: (laughs) Okay, so
1: last question and to kind of wrap this up, do you have any spoken wisdom for anyone out there who is exploring their gender identity?
0: Um, I mean just to be like on repeat like yeah be curious if you're feeling something or you have thoughts of different identities it's because you want to explore them and you want to be curious about them so do it Um, I know that, like, family comes to play, cultural differences come into play, and, I mean, same, and also, like, a lot of courage. It it takes a lot of courage to be authentic and to live in an identity that isn't culturally normal or mainstream. Um, And also, you know, you only got one life. Um, so it's like, do you plan on living it to conform or to be authentic and happy? Um, and that's that can be a process that can take your whole life. And that can be one day out of a week, one night out of a week, where you explore and you keep it to yourself. Um, you don't have to be out for the public to know that like, this is who I am and what I'm exploring. No, like, but do it for your own self-fulfillment. Be curious for yourself and um, don't feel obligated to share it with the world. It's your journey. It's for you at the end of the day um, and how you want others to receive you. And if you choose that you found your space and you found who you are then go with it, roll with it. And as as the podcast says, be wild with it, baby. Hey,
2: you get the memo. <laughs>
0: you know, um, yeah. I think that's like my biggest piece. Like we're so scared of societal normal norms and like trends and, and, and scared to like stand out or not stand out at all. And in the end, like, It's all a game. I feel like it's, you know, like how do you want to play and how authentic do you want to be to yourself? What character do you want to be? and, like, dress up as them, you know? Um, I, I don't play video games. I <laughs> never did. I wish I did, honestly, but I never did. But, like, I've seen people play, and, like, they get to dress their characters up, you know? And, like, like you could even play like that, too, you know? If you're curious about it, and you're just, like, not in a safe space enough to, like, explore, you know, maybe do, like, the little avatars and, like, dress up. I play, I play around with my uh, Bitmoji on, like, Snap. <laughs> Snapchat and Instagram a lot. I'm like, huh, this space is pretty close to mine. What would it look like if I had long pink hair? And then I like do it and I'm like, yeah, no, mm -mm, that's not for me. (laughs) But I allow myself to be curious. So all in all, be curious, enjoy the journey, have fun. And also if you're not in a safe space, respect and honor that and, and make sure that like, you are safe, um, in order to do that. And, and, uh, you know, there's hashtags on Instagram that you can always use to find community, uh, which is beautiful. And I wish it was around more when I was growing up. Um, and, uh, the LGBT center is a great resource for that. Um, you can also always reach out to me on Instagram at tie dot I'm always here to, have conversations, dialogues, um, and also if I have the abilities to find resources as well, I will, um, and I'll help guide as best as I can, Uh, because at the end of the day, that's what I, I aim to do, is just be a guide and an influence to authenticity.
2: That's so beautiful. Yeah. I, love that. I love that so much. I love that oh, for I you. you. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> for us, for everyone out there yes. needing some kind of support, Like, thank you, Ty, for um, sharing with us mm-hmm. everything. Well, not everything, but just sharing us who you are and yeah. kind of a little bit more of your background. I think that's so important. It is, yeah. Just to listen and to receive and also be curious Absolutely. I'm
0: so excited to be here. I was really like nervous and flustered around having a baby and doing this, but uh, we managed. We're here and we're chilling. (laughs) Um, You know, um, I I look forward to like seeing the growth of the podcast also and continuing to follow it. I'm proud of you both and wish you always the best of luck on this path thank you thank you so much you're welcome all right you say bye can you say bye no no (laughs) (laughs) see you later
2: alligator
1: today's affirmation is i deserve to feel good in my skin
2: i deserve to feel good in my skin Stay safe. Stay sexy. Wild, baby.
0: Oh, we're so cute.
1: (laughs) You like your cupcakes and sprinkles? Yeah. That was a good cupcake.